Agenda setting conversations of the day. Ten minutes to eight the time. Well, I don't know about you, but I still have so many questions about what happened in the Angelo informal settlement and the gas that seems to have killed 17 people. Dr. Gerard Verduin is the director of the Griffin Poison Information Center. Dr. Verduin, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning. There's so many things we don't know. I've seen some reports saying that the gas was nitrate oxide. Some say it was nitrous oxide. Are those different things? Are they both poisonous? Yeah, there's, there cannot be anything like nitrate oxide because nitrate is an anion, which is um, a combination of nitrogen and, and, ox, and oxygen. So normally you talk about potassium nitrate. So the terminology was completely incorrect. So we work basically on anecdotes and conjecture here. But there is a possibility that the gas was some form of nitrogen oxide. It can be nitrogen dioxide. It can be dinitrous oxide, um, which is laughing gas. It can be something else. But it, probably what I could see last night from the gas cylinders, it looks like... Um, nitrogen dioxide which was in the gasoline and that would have been used then for um, um, the gold extraction because what you do with that is you bubble it through the nitric nitric acid that you use together with hydrochloric acid to make the mixture more potent and that's about the only thing in the world that will dissolve um, the gold from the ore that you will be working with so if you don't have that you can't get the gold out and in a normal situation like now in Gauteng everybody will be breathing in a variety of nitrogen oxides but they're not at the level which is really toxic to people obviously irritational because they do cause irritation in the um, respiratory tract but when it comes out of a cylinder in in very high volume remember that one liter of gas that comes out and there's 19 kilos of, of it in there that will fill up massive volumes like thousands of cubic meters of of space with a high concentration of whatever nitrogen oxide was in there and that stuff can be lethal to people um, it wasn't chlorine because the people that i saw last night on the tv didn't have any burning in the in the eyes and stuff which will always be with chlorine but one person walked out and he was bleeding from the nose which tells me it is probably something like a nitrogen oxide and at that level it becomes lethal to people so it has a very pungent odor which is also what people reported and if you breathe that stuff in, the prognosis is very poor. So your chance of survival is virtually nothing. And this is what happens when people get their hands on chemicals that they have no idea what they're working with. And now look at the absolute cataclysmic disaster when 17 people died. And as far as I know, 10 are still in ICU. Okay, so nitrogen oxide is probably what we're dealing with here. Does it... Um, some form of it, yeah. Some, okay. Does it stay on the ground or does it rise? No, it will vaporize. Remember, it's a it's a very light gas. It will vaporize, um, so it won't stay in the area and it it won't be around there. But the problem was at the time when it happened. Remember, it was it's cold and hot thing. Mm. So what we call this a temperature inversion. So the air is completely landlocked. It, there's no movement of air. So if there was a bit of a wind, there wouldn't have been this disaster. But there was no sure. movement of air, and uh, that's why it stays on the ground. So if the the ground was warm like in daytime, it would have probably be vaporized without that um, serious effect. But there was no movement there because it was early evening. At that time, the temperature would have been down to 4 or 5 degrees Celsius. That's why we see this massive disaster that happened on the, on the other evening. Okay. And then would the people, I don't want to ask if they would have felt anything, but would they know something was wrong? What would they smell? How would yeah, they feel? Yeah. Yeah, they first of all they smelt the stuff. So there was a 
a very profound exclamation from many of the people in their own language, also English, that they felt something very foul-smelling. And that is typical of the nitrogen oxides in high concentration. Secondly, they would have felt that there was a problem with their breathing because it blocks the lungs. In other words, you can't take up the oxygen. That's why you heard last night that many people just fled the area and they ran about 200 meters away to get into a place where they felt more comfortable and they could get oxygen. So there's an immediate response in the body that tells you something is wrong get away from the scene because you're not in a good space okay um and then obviously i presume children are, are more vulnerable i mean young babies in this absolutely. case absolutely yeah it's, we always take the the sort of um hypothesis in toxicology that children are up to seven times more susceptible to any toxin than adults because not of the fact of that they're smaller in body size but because their metabolism is much faster so they take the oxygen or they take the toxins much faster up in the body and they react to it much faster. So children will, would have been more vulnerable than adults. And also, if you were able to get a child out of the area quickly, they would recover more quickly? Um, depends on the on the level of um, inhalation of the mm. compound. If they inhale the hell of a lot of stuff, remember, those gases are very corrosive to the lungs and to the alveoli and to the mucous membrane. So they, they would have been, in the case of eye inhalation and no mortality, would have been serious, serious lung damage and damage in the alveoli. So the people can suffer long-term consequences. Sure. Dr. Gerard Verduin, thank you. Director of the Griffin Poison Information Center.